to see you. Um, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, I won't. I'm not going to be long because uh, we have we have a very full week this week, and um, I just want to just share an old truth with you. It's not a new truth. It's an old truth. And I, I love you, and I hope I hope I didn't offend you just now, but it's the truth. And um, uh, I appreciate this church, and I want it to grow and thrive and be successful. I also want to say, uh, in my absence, I want to give tremendous respect and applause to all the pulpit staff that do ministry in my absence. Would you give all them a hand clap? All the volunteers, they do a great job. The preachers, all, all the work Jeremiah does, and Dana, Brother Dana, and Brother John, and Brother Matt, all the people that minister, and Noah, and Chris, and all these ministers that are down here in this altar working and serving. You don't pastor a church of this size by yourself. It's a whole team of men and women and volunteers that move this forward and I and I honor you and I respect you. The word of the Lord in Philippians chapter 4 <clears throat> verses I got verse 6. Let's let's read verse 4. Put that one. I'm sorry Alexis, that was my fault. 4 and 4. When you find it say amen. Y'all still bring a Bible to church? Anybody got their Bible? I got me a big old Bible so I can whack somebody with it. My Bible's a weapon. You never know. I'm just teasing. You never know in this church when you might need a shield or something. You know, some crazy. I'll read in the King James Version. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful. Uh, another translation would say, be anxious for nothing. Verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, somebody say everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And let all the people say amen. Thank you for the word of the Lord. You may be seated. I want to... I want to talk to you about an old truth so it's not new. And I'm, I'm simply talking to you tonight on this, anxious for nothing. Everybody say that with me in concert. Say anxious for nothing. Some of y'all could just kind of hear a deep sigh go. Well, we live in a, such an anxious culture. I, w I would dare say my wife and I were having this conversation this week that uh, we are probably, as a society and a culture, more anxious now after the pandemic than certainly we were before the pandemic. And 
It is just anxiety and anxiousness and worry and fear and depression is all through the fabric of our society. Can I get an amen? amen? Some of you don't even know what to move. You're, like, well, you're just sitting there like this right now. That's right. I'm talking to you. Anxiety. I read in, I read in study today that some uh, 40 million Americans, 18%, uh, some people say even up to 18% of the general population are battling some form of anxiety. Even at an earlier age, we're seeing that in, in adolescence. I'm like, I mean, what do you got to be anxious about? Just because they didn't have no chicken nuggets at McDonald's. I mean, what's wrong with you? I'm, just, I'm trying to make y'all laugh a little bit. It's not working. But... Anxiousness is a feeling of fear or dread or uneasiness. Yeah, there is a physiological response. Sometimes people's heart rate starts uh, a little bit, is more quick. Their, their eyes can dilate. They, they feel heart palpitations. They, they have anxiousness. They can have an emotional response. They can have a physiolog- physiological response. They can have a a cognitive response to anxiousness, but it is real. Anybody ever been anxious in this room? You say, well, I've never been anxious. Well, just go to the doctor and let the doctor say, I just have some news for you and I'll tell you when you get here. That's like the worst. I mean, we're all, everybody included in this building, myself included, we are not free from these mortal bodies. There, there's anxiousness about the economy. There's anxiousness about inflation. There's anxiousness about the job reports. Kids are battling anxiousness about going back to school. Will they be accepted? Will they be validated? Will they be bullied? Will they fit in? There's peer pressures. There's all manner of anxiousness. Maybe People are anxious about a career change or a health crisis. Anxiety and anxiousness is a very, very real thing, and it's a very real problem in today's culture, in today's society. And unfortunately, in my opinion, it is the soundtrack that is humming in the 21st century. It's like there's a new thing even today as I was looking. I don't, I don't try not to spend a lot of time on apps and things like that, but I was looking at the weather app because I wanted to see how hot it was going to be and how long it was going to be hot. And then I was beginning to reading again about, oh, there's a new, there's a new vaccine coming out. There's a new this and there. And is, is there going to be an increase in in, in COVID again, and I could feel my heart going, we don't need to live through that again. Started thinking about that over and over again, this nonstop repetitive anxiousness. And I, I think one of the reasons why we're so anxious is that we're more distracted today than we have been in any other time of history. And I think that our minds and our attention is not always on the things of the Lord. It's not always on God. It's, it's distracted by 
all kind of stimulus, whether that's social media or a career or sports or recreation or entertainment or media. And the thing about it is that even in light of what's going on in America, we are not in a civil war like some other countries. We are not facing or fighting the Great Depressions like generations in past did. There's no famine that I know of in North America. There's no military coup that's going on in North America. And yet, compared to the rest of the world, and if you look at a third world country, there is economic prosperity in the United States of America, relatively speaking, compared to the rest of the world. And yet, we can be more anxious than a lot of the other places in the world. I mean, when I read this in the Bible, I go, seriously? Don't be anxious about anything? I want to I just kind of sit down with the Apostle Paul and say, you obviously don't know about what's going on in my world. You obviously are unaware of what's transpiring in our culture and our in our schools and in our government. There's a lot to be anxious about. You are, you're obviously out of touch. Seriously, Paul, do you know what kind of circumstances we are facing? And you're saying to us, don't be anxious. There's a lot to be anxious about. I mean, a lot of us have a cup of anxiety every single morning when we get up. You start off the day anxious about the day. Where, what, how am I going to get to work? What's going to happen when I get to work? What's going to happen at school? What's going to happen in this relationship? What's going to happen in the economy? What's going to happen in my health? What's, what, what's going to happen? And Paul is saying to us, from this Philippian jail, no doubt, don't be anxious. Now, to give that proper context, you've got to read the verse prior to this verse. He said, the Lord is at hand. And if you're not going to be anxious, you've got to read the verse prior to this verse, and you've got to understand, if the Lord is at hand then I don't have to be anxious. If the Lord is truly with me, if God is guiding and governing my steps, then it doesn't matter what my circumstance may be. It doesn't matter what the climate may be. The Lord is at hand. Somebody say, Lord, I want to be where you are. And the Lord would have to say that's impossible because I am where you are. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. He's the past, the present, and the future. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Paul's saying, don't be anxious. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. God is at work in the earth. Yesterday, today, and forever. When it's hot, when it's cold. In sickness and in health. In death and in life. Paul is saying, don't be anxious. 
Don't be anxious. But you don't understand, Lord. Maybe Paul is writing this. Maybe it's easier not to be anxious when you're on vacation, but Paul wasn't on vacation when he said this. Paul wasn't writing this from the sun-kissed island of Crete when he was saying not to be anxious. He was not sunbathing in Macedonia. He was not lounging, or as the young people say, he wasn't vibing. He was in prison. Now, it's one thing to say don't be anxious when everything is fine, when you've got all the resources that you need and you've got all the love and all the support and all the health. But Paul was writing this from prison. Paul could die at any time. His his life could be snuffed out by Nero. And Paul is saying to us, in the midst of a hostile environment, in the midst of a climate, in a cold, dark dungeon of despair, Paul was saying, don't worry about it. How many of you wish you had more Paul in you right now? I've actually been to, Paul, to Paul's prison in Rome. I've been there where he wrote the book of Philippians. I've, I've, I've walked through the very stones where the apostle Paul was at. I've seen it with my own eyes. And Paul is saying to the church at Philippi, don't be anxious about this. He gives us a recipe of how to overcome anxiety and anxiousness from that cold, dark place in Rome. He says, but in everything by prayer. I pray that the Lord would baptize every single one of us with a fresh baptism of prayer. Prayer is the antidote to anxiety. It is. It is. He said, he said, don't be anxious by anything but in everything. Somebody shout everything. Say that again. Say it one more time. Say everything. Everything. That means you can pray about your carne asada that it goes on sale this week. Somebody say Hallelujah. Everything. He said, don't be anxious, but pray about everything. Every care, every concern, every problem at work, every business deal, every relationship deal, everything. He said, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you why we're anxious. It's because we don't pray. We're not praying about everything. Am I telling the truth right now? We're not praying about everything. We're praying about some things, 
but we're not praying about everything. That's why I feel, that's why I feel that we battle a lot of anxiety and stress is because we don't, let, we don't trust that God will do it. We trust that it's better off in our hands. We trust that we know more about what's going on than God does, and we're not praying about it. I want to tell you, we got to get back to praying about everything. Come on. Every, somebody shout everything. Listen, you don't take a job without praying about it. You don't get in a relationship without praying about it. You don't, you don't, you don't get in an investment deal without praying about it. Everything we do in our lives must be saturated by prayer. Prayer and supplication make your request known unto God. We need a fresh baptism to where we're praying about everything, Jeremiah. Otherwise, we're going to constantly be worried about the future. How's this deal going to work out? How's that thing going to work out? How's this job going to work out? How's this health deal going to work out? How's that family relationship tension going to work out? Let me see if I can figure it out and I can massage it. No, 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 no. You hadn't prayed about it. We hadn't prayed about it. We haven't really, really prayed about it. And that's why... A lot of us in this building are battling anxiety right now. It's the truth. It's the word of the Lord. A lot of us are battling anxiety because we're not praying about the things we get into that God didn't want us to get into any anyway after all. It wasn't your business after all. It was none of your business. And you need to stay out of things that ain't got your name on it. Say, well, I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix it. No, you're not. It ain't your business to fix. Your business is to take care of your business and not somebody else's business. And if you start praying about your own business, you won't have time to meddle in anybody else's business. Well, I, I can just tell you, if I was a city councilman, I would tell them how to run the city. If I was in business, I'll tell you how to build a cabinet. Mind your business, okay? Pray about your own business. That's why you're dealing with anxiety and fear and dread is because you're worried about things that God didn't call you to worry about. You're not God. Let God figure it all out and pray about it. Somebody say pray. Everything needs prayer. You can't lead your family if you don't pray. You can't lead a church if you don't pray. You can't, you know what I tell the Lord sometimes? I tell the Lord this. Lord, I don't even know what's, what's best for me. You know what's best for me. You order my steps you direct my paths. I don't know what's coming down the road, Lord. You know what's coming down the road. You know where I need to be. You know how I need to be. So, Lord, you're already in my future. So put me in the right place to make the right decision at the right time. Pray about it. Say, so, well, that's not a big deal. Listen, 
And this, this was in my notes. I don't know if they had that scripture. Have you ever wondered why that God would want an axe head to swim? Isn't that a crazy miracle? How many remember that in the Bible? How that they were cutting down the tree? They, they've got it up there on the screen. They, they were cutting down trees and an axe head fell in the water. And the prophet comes along and he throws a stick in the water. And the axe head comes to the top and starts swimming. I'm thinking, what a dumb miracle. Am I the only one? I'm thinking, what a waste. You know, I'm thinking, I mean, what's the big deal? It's Okay, axe head goes in the water. Prophet goes over there, throws a stick in the water. The axe head comes up and starts swimming. I'm thinking, what's the big deal? And today I realize what the big deal is. If, if God is big enough to take care and be concerned about the big things, then God is also big enough to take care of the small things. And if God in his greatness will care about an axe head swimming, how much more will God care about his people praying prayers? I want to tell you that I don't care how small it seems, it may seem just like an axe head to you. If God is concerned about the big things, then God is also concerned about the little things. And if God will make an axe head swim, how much more will God perform miracles for people who will pray? Here's my point. No prayer is too small for God. Too small. I was praying about something here recently and this doesn't happen to me a lot. But I was praying about something here recently and I said, Lord, if you're hearing me pray right now, I want my phone to ring now. And literally before I could get it out of my mouth, my phone was ringing. And my pastor said, I was in prayer and the Lord spoke to me and told me to call you right now. And I said, I was on the, I was on the carpet praying, telling the Lord, if you hear me, you have somebody call me right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, right now. I'm gonna tell you, God is listening to his people. <clears throat> and I wanna tell you, the way that we can be free from worry and fear and anxiety is to seek the Lord by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. You gotta tell the Lord what you need. There's been a, I know I'm gonna probably rattle some people right now. In the old days, they would say, Anybody have any special unspoken request? That ain't in the Bible. There's no such thing as special unspoken. I used to raise my hand. Anybody raise their hand for a special unspoken request? Be like, got a special unspoken request. That's not in the Bible. That's not what he said. 
He said, make your request known unto God. There's people in this building, you've been praying silent prayers. You've got to open your mouth and tell the Lord. You've got to come boldly before the throne of grace. You, if you don't like your job, if your job is keeping you out of church, pray that God will give you another job. If your child is struggling at a school, then pray that God would open up a slot at another school. If you've been having problems with a coworker that's a devil, ask God to fire them and give you a promotion. He'll do it. He will do it. Be anxious. Everybody say anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. Here's the problem. We don't get peace that passes understanding until we get the prayer and the supplication and the thanksgiving part down. You're not going to get peace if you jump over prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. You're never going to get peace that passes understanding. The only way you get peace is by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. We need to pray that God would give us a revelation like the Apostle Paul. Now think about it. Just think about the context of what I'm saying. And I'm almost done because I'm hot. Think about it. In prison, in Rome, could die at any day, alone. And he's telling us 3,000 years later, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Pray about it with supplication and thanksgiving and God will give you peace that passes understanding. That's what I want. You say, how could, how could you have peace now? I want to tell you, I don't know, but I want it. How can you, somebody sitting there saying, how can I have peace when I've got unsaved loved ones? I don't know yet, but I believe you're going to have it. How, 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 is that, how is that going to work out? How is that family dynamic? But every, listen to me. Everybody in here in this building tonight is going through some kind of pain in their life. Somebody's going, everybody in here has got a different kind of pain and struggle. Everybody. It might be physical. It might be emotional. It might be psychological. It might be, everybody in here is going through something right now. Everybody. I know they look all put together. They're not put together. They're messed up. That's why we have the Bible. The word of the Lord to me today in this scripture said, stop being anxious about it. You pray about it. And you make supplication about it. And then you thank me. And when you do the recipe, the peace of God that passes understanding will come into my life. I want you to raise your hands right now all over this building. I'm praying about everything. I'm praying about everything. Everything. This has been a revelation to me.
today, I'm praying about everything, everything. I don't care how small it seems. I don't care how big it seems. I am praying about everything in my, I'm, I'm doing what the Bible says, everything. I'm praying about everything in my life, everything. I, not only are you praying about the obvious, you pray about your family and you pray ahead to protect. No, I'm praying about the sound that I'm preaching through right now. I'm praying about the parking lot. I'm praying for favor in the city, Jeremiah. I'm praying for, I'm praying for resources. I'm praying for our families, our children, our children's children. I am praying about everything. Everything I'm praying about it. And I'm asking God, I'm asking God to work out every situation I pray about. And if this church, if this church, the people that are here on Wednesday night, you faithful people, if we'd start praying about everything, Joyce and Charlie, everything, Thing. Everybody is praying about everything. The peace of God would sweep over this house. You wouldn't constantly be worrying and hostile and tense and, and troubled and anxious. It's a spirit of anxiety. Anxious. I'm, I'm anxious about my health. I'm, I'm anxious about this Change. I'm anxious about school. I'm anxious about college. I'm anxious about my kids. No, 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 no. Pray. Don't be anxious. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving before God and then the peace of the Lord that passes understanding. Anybody want that? Raise your hands to the Lord if you want that. Raise your hands to the Lord. <clears throat> Come on, let's just pray a minute, seek the Lord. I want you to just call on the name of the Lord for a moment here. Let's really just, let's just pray. I want you to pray about what's bothering you. I want you to pray about what, what you're struggling with, what you're battling. I, you say, I prayed, I prayed about it a lot, Pastor. I'm asking you to pray again. Just pray the word. Everything, everything, my... Everything means everything. I'm praying about every aspect of my life. I'm praying about every aspect of this church. I'm praying for students and marriages and single people and our elders, our young people, our young marrieds, our college age. I'm praying about every single one of those things. praying about it. I'm praying about this city. I'm praying about souls. I'm praying about resources. I'm praying about God giving us, if God would give us millions of dollars, I'd, we'd have a new campus. We'd have, we'd have a prayer room, Joyce and Charlie. I, I want a prayer room. I've been saying that. I want God to give me a prayer room. I'm praying that God somehow would give us a prayer room. I, I, I want a prayer room. I want a prayer room. I want a prayer room. I want a place where we can call on the name of the Lord. I want a place that's open 24 hours a day. I know we got every... I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to 
pray that God would make a way. I gotta pray about it. God, help us. And I'm not saying this to brag. I I need to do it more. But I wake up, the first words of my day belong to the Lord. I don't, I don't, I don't talk to anybody else. My, my first waking moments of consciousness, I give it to the Lord. The last words on my lips belong to the Lord. I wake up, I'm praying, I go to bed, and I'm, I'm praying. I, I walk around our neighborhood, I'm praying. I'm praying about this. everything. God, just bring it to my mind. What I need to pray about. Put people in my mind. I'll text, I'll text Pastor John, have you seen so-and-so? I've been worried about them. I don't know where they're at. Let's, let's pray about them. Let's, let's check on them. Let's see how they're doing. What, what can we do to reach more people? What can we do to encourage people to come to church? What, what, what can I do to, to baptize more people? What, what can we pray about to get more people in, in the parking spaces? What, what do we need to do? I'm, I'm praying about it. I don't want to get to heaven and the Lord say you didn't. You, I'd rather him say you asked for too much than you didn't ask for enough. I'd rather pray big prayers. I'd rather pray ridiculous prayers and get to heaven and God said, you just, you were praying too big than to get to heaven and God said, you pray too small. You didn't ask me for enough. I would open the windows of heaven and pour down blessings on your life that you could not contain if you would have prayed about it. Come on, raise your hands right now. I know it's hot in this building, but I want you to raise your hands to the Lord and just pray ridiculous prayers. Pray a ridiculous prayer. Pray a ridiculous prayer. I don't care how many times you prayed about it. I'm asking you to pray again about it. Maybe you've been asking the Lord for five years or 10 years. I say pray again. We're praying the Bible. Order my steps. Let favor be on me. Help me not to waste my life. Help me not to waste my legacy. I want you to stand and raise your hands right now to the Lord. I want you to raise your hands to the Lord right now. I want to say this to somebody that's watching or listening right now. And I think sometimes we get this all messed up that you've got to You've got to pray these perfect little scripted prayers and you've got to use the king's English and you've got to you've got to come in with all of this pomp and this pageantry. I want to tell you that's not how you pray. You just open up your mouth and you just tell the Lord like you're telling a friend, Lord, this is what's going on in my life and this is what I need. This is what I'm battling. This is what I need to overcome. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you based on the Bible. It said come boldly. I'm coming to your throne of grace and I'm coming with boldness. I'm just going to tell you, Lord, it's me. 
and is standing in the need of prayer. I need help. I need help in my family. I need help with my kids. They're away from God. I need help in my career. I'm struggling financially. I'm walking through a valley. I don't want to live for the Lord anymore. I'm struggling with something that I've that I got darkness and anxiety. Just tell the Lord and he will lift you up. Come on, raise your hands right now. Baptize this congregation with a spirit of prayer and supplication. Oh, God. Don't be anxious. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice to the Lord. I'm praying about this. I have enough faith to pray about it. I have enough faith to pray about it. I'm concerned about my health. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about this season of my life. I'm concerned. Lord, I'm just praying about it. I'm putting it out there because you're a God that hears us. You're a God that hears and answers prayer. Bless this church, God. Prosper these people. Multiply them. Let them be fruitful. Minister to their needs, their families, their brokenness. God, forgive their sins. Pardon their iniquities. Minister to the brokenness in their lives, the confusion and the doubt and the uncertainty. Lord God, if we will pray and call on the name of the Lord, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land and I will forgive their sins. Don't be anxious, but, but in everything, prayer. Baptize Revival Church with the spirit of prayer. Baptize us with early morning prayer, group prayer, individual prayer, late night prayer. God, stir it up inside of this church. Get us praying again, seeking the face of the Lord. These altars are open. If you want to come and seek the Lord for a little while, we don't need any music tonight. You ought to come and seek the Lord for a few moments and you ought to, what's been troubling you, you need to bring it to this altar and say, I'm praying about this and I'm praying about that and I'm praying about that situation. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too hard. There's nothing too difficult. I'm going to bring it to this altar and I'm going to pray about it again. I'm praying about it again. I'm praying about it again. I'm praying about my health again. I'm praying about my family again. If you have enough faith to pray, you have enough faith. 
I seek you. I inquire of you. I acknowledge you. I lay this on the altar. I'm praying, I'm praying, God. I'm praying. I'm bringing my prayers. I won't have anxiety if I'll pray. I won't have the same degree of worry and dread and fear if I'll pray. Just do, just do it. Just answer prayers tonight. God, you see what some of them have been praying for a long time. We're praying the word of the Lord tonight. We're praying the Bible. 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 God, we're not just saying words. We're praying the Bible. You told me to pray about everything. I pray about my family, my dad, my mom, my cousins, my aunts. God, resources, provisions for missionaries. God, I'm praying about everything I can think about. Everything, no matter how big or small, no matter how great or insignificant, if you're interested in it, God, you're interested. You are interested in it. God, you are my advocate. You're hearing me. You're hearing me right now on this Wednesday night. You are listening. Your ear is attentive to Revival Church. We are praying about these things because we know you answer prayer. You're a God that answers prayer.